Well, I am rather busy. Now he's going to move like right along to McGregor. That's his whole life. You know. All right, so I was a little worried about the whole Firefly thing, but then I watched Safe, and this is the first episode of the show that I actually really liked. And see, this is the first episode I don't really like. Okay. I like individual scenes about it, and I love all of the River and Simon, like, their relationship in this. I feel like the whole story drags with the whole witch thing, and this is something that, you know, you've said a couple times we know shepherd book isn't going to die so that and we know that river and simon are going to come back so those two particular tensions they feel almost redundant in this well i i don't disagree with you but i think that uh why this episode works for me is you know number one i find it interesting that you say that you like parts of this episode but the whole thing doesn't quite gel for you yeah because i actually feel the exact opposite i think that this is the first episode that i've watched where you know, last week I talked about how there's too many characters. They kind of shoe on the horn them into these scenes that don't have anything to do with what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And it feels very uh, messy. And this episode, I feel, used everyone appropriately, used them in a way that serviced the plot. And I really felt for the first time that the show was using its ensemble in an organic and, and well-written way. Oh, I, and I could agree with that. Maybe it's just maybe if they didn't have the the witch bit at the end, maybe that's really what drags it for me. But I don't know because the witch part takes up about three minutes. You know, it's, yeah. it's really not that much of the episode. But and, I always remember this as the damn witch episode. Huh? That's interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why you think that. I mean, it doesn't take up too much of the episode, but maybe it's just something that sticks out in yeah. your mind. I mean, that happens to me sometimes too. I don't know. Particularly I think, how it's resolved with the big damn heroes line, which is one of the you know best quotes in the series um i mean since it ends in such an iconic way maybe it does feel well the end the end of the episode does is the only problem i have with Mm -hmm. the episode because it comes out of nowhere and is you know frankly it's it's completely unearned we've got a bunch of deus ex machina yeah yeah but but i don't know i safe i find you know i like the river and simon stuff very much i like the fact that this is an episode about the characters about their relationship that's why i don't necessarily have a problem with okay river and simon have been kidnapped and they're not going and to maybe. get rescued and book got shot and he's not going to die we all know that but it it serves an important purpose in that it solidifies these people i mean it ends with malcolm's line about well you're part of my crew of course i was going to rescue yeah. you and i think that's what the point of this episode yes. was really was making uh, a shepherd book, Simon and River, an integral part of the Serenity's crew. Yeah, the, the 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 phrase "crew" and "my crew" gets you know is one of those motifs in the show, and exploring what it means. I mean, what it means for Mal to have somebody on his crew, and obviously the ending of this episode where they're all sitting around having dinner. You know, crew crew is family to to a very large degree, um, and. I think that this is the the end of the episode, especially the last scene where they're all sitting down to dinner, I think is a very important scene for the show. And I think it's, you know, it's hard for me to appreciate Firefly like I talked about last week. But I think that this episode went a long way towards me starting to appreciate it because I finally, I think, kind of get what the show is trying to yeah. do, which is to make them a family. Yeah. You know, there is a. You know, crew is the word used in this show. Uh, family is certainly. Um, if you go with Vonnegut, the term is caress. Um, Stephen King uses the phrase katet. Um, there is. What are you saying? In in a lot of anime, there you know there is a Japanese term nakama. 
these are all meaning the same basic thing, a group of people who have very strong bonds and ties together. Um, not quite family, not quite friends, but something that's deeper than that. Is this like Bathos? This is like Bathos, except it's just as real. If you don't listen to our sister podcast track about then you should go back and listen to that because richard made up a word called bathos once uh, um, alexander pope made up the word bathos sure i don't that's not even a real name <laughs> alexander pope what pope alexander sure. he was the pope sure okay um in the coptic church i think that yeah I, I i do agree with that and i think that that's you know again that's why i think the episode works is i i i like the fact like all the all the characters in this episode I don't know. It's, we need to talk well, about who wrote the episode because um, Drewsy Drewsy <laughs> to him. What? I well, so he wrote. I remember him because he wrote one of the best episodes of the seventh season of Buffy, Conversations with Dead People. Oh my god, that is yeah, and probably one of the only good episodes of the seventh season. I will say, when I watched Buffy, I saw that episode and I stopped watching it because I knew it's never. This is it's one of the best episodes of the series. One of my favorite episodes of TV. Yeah. TV and like the ep- the show would not get better. Okay, and so when I saw his name appear in this episode, I believe this was the only episode of Firefly he wrote. So don't get too excited. But yeah, I don't know if he's ever really had that much of a career. I looked hmm. him up, and he he wrote for Warehouse Thirteen, which I've never seen, and uh, he wrote a, some uh, some episodes of Marvel Agents of Shield, which frankly I'm just not interested in watching. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I don't know that he's someone who like, I mean, I guess he's making a living as a writer and he's doing okay. You know, I, I don't know. He said he's written some pilots and things like that, that maybe they didn't get picked up. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but making a living by writing pilots. Is People a- have told me Warehouse 13 is very good and I should watch it and maybe I'll do that at some point. But yeah, I think that, you know, he's definitely, I perked up when I saw his name writing this episode. And I think that, and it seems to me that when Joss Whedon is really far away from Firefly, the further away he gets <laughs> from Firefly, the better it gets. <laughs> One of the things I like about this episode is there is a bunch more world building in it that's very subtly done, and it does feel a bit uh, – I mean all the bits with Simon and River. I, I guess I really like the Simon and River family flashbacks of this, and those are extremely strong. People. I like that a lot. I think that Simon and River in this episode, finally we get an episode that is centering around them and centering around their relationship. It tells us a little bit about who these people are. Without being too obvious about it. It makes you know, it, yeah, and it makes it very clear. This is an episode that we've known for the past few episodes. Yes, Simon gave up a life of privilege to save his sister, you yeah. know, but it hasn't we didn't really, really been. Yeah, this episode makes it a lot clearer what exactly that means. Well, because I think it's really smart to have the first flashback be them as young children because it really does cement the kind of relationship yeah. that they had, that very close relationship where they obviously both really rely on each other and love each other very much. And, you know, I think that that the second flashback where Simon is talking to his parents about the codes that are in the letters yeah. and things like that – it's interesting because, you know, you can tell that his parents are the type of people that love their kids, but they're kind of distant towards them and don't really know who they, don't they really are. They don't take them seriously either. I mean, this yeah. is to, – to, because Simon's, Simon River's parents have bought into the system 1,000 percent. They are people who have – were supporting the idea of the alliance from day one probably. They are – you know, if the alliance is the status quo, these are two people who have – 
100% benefited from the status quo and who know that their children are going to benefit from the status quo. So to hear that their daughter is in an alliance academy and their son is bound to be an alliance doctor or is an alliance doctor by the time you know by that point um yeah and there's some there's some like offhanded mention i i didn't write it down but there's some sort of like doctor oh thing. yeah there's a, there's yeah it's implied, like a medical board kind of a thing which, i which don't remember the is interesting because it re- i mean it's kind of um you know i i think that the episode like you said does a good job with its world building and doesn't really explain a lot it just kind of i mean yeah. this is a good episode because it shows and doesn't tell but uh i like the the little implication there that all of the professions sort of have this governing board. Yeah, like a guild almost kind of thing. He's, right, like, you know, the, like the Companions Guild, really. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if he, if there is a group of people who decide medical policy and are considered the finest doctors, I mean, Simon is very much in line for this. You know, give him 20 years and he will, you know. And- but, but I think that, you know, if this is the kind of universe, if this is the kind of world that has a structured bureaucratic guild for prostitutes. yeah. I think that, and, and now we realize that there's more for doctors, and you kind of. We're, this is the first time we're seeing like what life on a central planet was like among yes. rich people, and the, the the offhanded mention in the third flashback that his father had to go through some sort of thing. Yes, his well, record was marked. Well, well that's the thing. Like, and, where, there's something called blackout zones where you can be raided for just being in. I mean, and this is yeah, a, he's going into a police station to pick up your kid goes on his soul. You know, right? I think that you're starting to, and this is why I like this episode as well is i'm starting to realize and i think the show is starting to slowly unveil why exactly the war happened and yeah. and what the independence uh, uh fighters were fighting against which you know the alliance is certainly not doesn't seem that horrible but it also doesn't seem that great well i i i think a lot i think where the show was going to go and where it starts to go is what the cost of keeping this alliance is and we see for you know we in the border planets we see life is terrible because you know they're not fully invested because they can't be because of their but you know there are all these we see on the central planets it it almost seems like there is this it's not quite an or- Orwellian surveillance state, but there are a lot of... But it is to some degree. It seems like school almost where you're going to get it. You know, this is going on your permanent record, and it seems very rulesy, you know? Yeah. And maybe they're not going to, you know, torture and kill and be, you know, bad to Simon for, you know, being arrested and foolishness, but, you know... There is such a, you know, you're not going to be a, you know, you're not going to be valedictorian like this. You know, that yeah. that's really what, you know, his entire thing is coming off of as, and I mean, it, it, on the one hand, his parents seem very. Well, it's a, it's a deal with the devil, really. Yeah. I mean, his, his parents have bought into this system and, and, and Simon and River, you know, complicitly because they're, they're children. And then of yeah. course, once they grow up, they, they kind of started to, to get out of the strictures of this but you know and i think that that part of you know part of where maybe the show is going and part of where some of these episodes go i don't know i do remember at some point they kind of get river fixed or something like that that um it seems like simon's naivete about what the alliance is really like is is being stripped away by the fact that river is being demonstrably harmed by them and and it does it does seem to be a deal with the devil kind of situation where his parents and her parents are the the uh, uh, beneficiaries of all of this material wealth, and they live very comfortably. But at the same time, 
there are freedoms and there are things that they have to give up in order to maintain that that sort of lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, his mother seems almost, you know, like it's ludicrous, you know. I, I, I would say that's that's more their they, – they think what Simon is saying is almost silly or like ridiculous, you know. They – they they think he's just going so crazy with missing his sister that he's come up with this, you know, almost, you know, paranoid thing. Like, you need to just relax. Like, she'll be fine. You know, they think he's just being a crazy kid. But you almost get, you know, I think it's even more than that. I, I, I don't even think that they're really listening to him. You know, and I think. Well, yeah, that- because he's saying heresy. He's saying the Alliance is doing something bad. River is in this place and. You know, to them, River is getting the best of everything. She has a great dorm. She has these great friends. She's, I, you know, I, I I agree with you, but I also think it's darker than that. I mean, I kind of get the impression that they like the fact that River is in this alliance, you know, academy because it yeah. gives them status. That could be, the, and oh yeah, that definitely. They, I think I'm not saying that they don't care about their children, but I think that they, they would care. They, they came. They care more about having. A son and a daughter who is on the medical board and a graduate of a top academy than they do about having a disgraced doctor and a or a do- ha- or happy children. Yes, For, I mean to be fundamentally, well, you know, well, they think it. that happy children is going. You know, they think that that's the only real path to happiness. You know, unlo- you know, obviously, you want the best of the best, and that's the only way you're going to be happy. You know, they they are. I mean, if you want to talk about capitalism, they are as invested in capitalism as possible. Yeah. Simon is a person who is starting to see the cracks in the surface of capitalism, of the uh, – how there are people – you know, he's basically somebody who's saying, you know, to his banker father, you know, you are putting poor people out of homes. And they're saying, mm-hmm. well, that's ridiculous. You know, we're, make, we're doing so many nice things. Well, that's – yeah, I agree with you. And I also think that, that this whole family dynamic thing, of course, is very integral and, and woven through the entire episode. Yeah. Because we get to see where River and Simon, their family, what their family life was like and their parents. And then we get to see their relationship now. And then we also get the nice bookend where you know River and Simon seem to be two people that have formed their own family yeah. to some degree while they were – rejected from their family or what you know whatever you want to call it and now they have found uh, you know a new family in in the crew of the serenity in in effect yeah well you know uh, there is a very specific there is definitely a contrast between you know simon's father saying to him look i'm not going to help you a second time like you know i've gotten you the ones but you're on your own now you know you, you, you i wash my hands of this and Mal going into a dangerous situation, which he will do again and again, and when asked, he just simply says, well, you're on my crew. You know, right. Mal doesn't – once somebody is – I mean we've talked a bit about like why is Jane on the crew, and again, we're going to learn about Jane – a bit more. Um, and I also think that's another, re- you know, tangentially, I also think that's another reason why I like this episode is Jane is really toned down. Jane is a petty criminal and a thug, but he's, you know, he, uh, the scene, you know, the worst thing he does is when he's rifling through his possessions. And that's a very funny scene. Like he's very good in that. And, and then he, he dumps them back. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, good to have you back. You know, he does that. Well, he's not a horrible person, you know, in this. He's just, and I think, that, yeah. And I think that's why I like it because I think before Jane was just unredeemably horrible person and this is the first glimpse of he works well when he's the shitty younger brother exactly yeah and but you know at the same at the same time even though he doesn't want to you know when when the captain asks he's going to be you know with a shotgun on you know on the leader's on the leader's head you know yeah and i think that you know i think that speaking of jane i think this is the first time where i've wanted to see the season two version of jane yeah you know because of course characters do change you know a lot i mean famously like um 
uh, uh, you know, from like Parks and Recreation, for example. Oh yes, like the character of Leslie Nope was was very different in the first season. They sort of all of the characters the were very season. different. But... Yeah, you know that happened in even like Deep Space Nine, which we're talking about now on Trek about with like Doctor Bashir, and and corner in the second season, yeah, they kind of changed his character a bit. And there were, I mean, you can definitely see for a few of the characters, there are built in moments where they are going to change. You know, Jane does have. Some moments later in the season where, you know, they do explore him and we do, you know. But yes, you know, I can definitely see season two events making him, you know, more of a person. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's why I really like this episode is that it, it feels like the first episode of the show that that kind of has figured out what the show is good at and, and what it's going to be doing. Yeah. Um, One of the bits I really like, and I, you know, this is still a Simon and River thing, but... I mean, at the very beginning, he uh, at the very beginning of the episode, he describes her condition as you know paranoid schizophrenia created by the government, you know. And I guess the most heartbreaking scene of this episode for me is when they are in you know the little hospital mm-hmm. and she begins to be you know she has these berries and she's joking oh they're poisoned you know and you know they're acting like brother and sister and she says you know i know what you went through you know i have i can i i understand everything that's happening and yeah yeah i'm sorry you got me back bro you know and you realize you know when she has this moment of lucidity and you realize that this entire time you know she does know she's just not quite able to be there and i mean anybody i've talked to who is schizophrenic is not ignorant of their condition People who are schizophrenic are usually very aware of the fact that they are mentally ill, and particularly if they are intelligent, particularly because schizophrenia is not something that manifests from birth. It's something that your late teens, early 20s starts to happen. So especially if you are a brilliant, intelligent young woman who becomes schizophrenic at around age 20, it's going to be a very tragic and heartbreaking thing. And Richard apparently speaks to a lot of schizophrenics. I did not know this. <laughs> um Yes, you did. <laughs> no, the um, but I I really did like that scene because to a lot of degree, River can be a very annoying character. She is the person who is going to you know, uh, uh with the cattle and you know was it in, in with the cattle at the beginning of the episode? Mm-hmm. You know, Malice saying like you know she's going to scare the cattle. We don't want to stampede. Like you know, yeah. There there are a lot of times where River is a liability. And she, and I guess this adds a dimension because she is very aware of her of of what she is and what she is becoming, and you know how much you know. But I think it that does redeem it because she does know it's not like Simon has done this and he's not even getting gratitude from it. I mean, their their relationship is still that deep and close. I agree with all that. I do have to say though that you know I don't necessarily find river to be that annoying i mean i i i, I get that imp- interpretation of her yeah. I, I can definitely see that but you know for me for my money i kind of i really like the character a lot i think she's really interesting i mean that dancing scene oh is... that's when you see yeah when you see her that's when she's first becoming who she is you know that that's a glimpse of the real river you yeah know? yeah and and i think that that that's another reason why I like this episode so much is it does have these moments of genuine yeah. beauty in it that really are yeah, yeah, really yeah. moving. And, uh, you know, it is grafted onto kind of not a great plot. But like I said, yeah, I, it doesn't bother me because the plot's not the point. And I think that this is the first time that I really felt like the show 
did that well. And that's that's and, very fair. I don't disagree. The one problem I do have with it, though, is the ending. Because, and it's a small thing, but... And it kind of feels like the episode just runs out of time and they have to get them because, of course, yeah. they're in the main cast. But... I don't understand how the timing works. Like I they, don't understand how the timing works. I, don't, it's, I think it's supposed to be a fake out. I, you know, you're you're obviously supposed to think that they're never going to go back for them, but they do. But there's never a decision made. They don't show it. I don't know that I necessarily. That's the one character note that feels false to me. I don't necessarily buy Malcolm deciding to go back for them. Yeah, and it does feel like a legitimate Deus Ex Machina that, that just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and. It's also one of those things that I never really like about television shows where they show up just in the nick of time yeah. to save them from being burned to death. It's a little convenient. Obviously, it's for dramatic effect. But again, in terms of dramatic pieces, that entire scene is great. You know, the surrender. But in terms of character motivation, yeah. it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I I would have liked to have seen some glimpses of Malcolm accepting Simon and River's place on the ship that we hadn't and we haven't really seen that yeah so to me i mean you could argue that perhaps the experience of book getting shot and them having to go to the alliance and you know yeah but that's 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 to a degree that isn't quite enough because he would uh, because simon could be replaced by any competent doctor now of course Simon is, we will see, pretty naturally gifted, and you know we. we and of course, the other problem with that is, why would a competent doctor want to be on this show? Yes, of course, you know, certainly, you know, certainly, Simon is the best doctor that Mal will ever have on his crew. But at the same time, you know, it isn't valuing Simon, and I think Mal values Simon by the end, or at least needs to. Yeah, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And maybe I mean, maybe what, this is, maybe the revelation is a little early. Maybe it, you know, maybe it would have been fine if it's, I don't know, because like to a degree, the other members of the cast can influence Mal very much. Yeah. You know, Kaylee and Anara and everybody, you know, saying we really do should go back for, you know, they do act as his conscience to a very real degree, Kaylee especially. Well, the thing, the thing that I mean, the the kind of uh, character through line that I think is happening with with Malcolm's decision to go back and save River and Simon, of course, is that he sees the book gets shot. They have to go to the Alliance ship, and and it's a, it's a harrowing experience for them. You know, the Alliance is obviously not a friendly force, and I think that the show. This is the other part of the episode that is. I, I don't know that I necessarily like how the show is portraying the Alliance. I mean, they come in with the guns, and they're you know they're not going to save book, and it's like. That seems a little too far. Yeah, from I, I can buy that. You know, I they need to sell a little more that the alliance is terrified a little bit because I can see I can see it very interesting that you know suddenly here's a random ship and what are these people on the ship? Are they going to attack us? You know, we need to because you can. This would be a very great thing for a private, you know, for a bunch of brown coats who wanted to strike against the alliance. The alliance does. We're we're seeing a bit of the alliance being fragile and knowing that it's pretty fragile, but I think maybe a little more of that. Would yeah, be. they don't sell it enough. I yeah. think. But what I what I where I think you know uh, Malcolm's decision to go get River and Simon comes from, of course, is that he realizes the value of having a doctor on oh, the yeah. ship and he goes back for them. But I don't think that the episode really makes that implicit even and and i mean yeah doesn't need to make it explicit i don't think i like the show when it makes the thought process behind these characters decisions 
Um, you have to work for their their thought process a little bit. I like shows that do that. Um, and I think that having it, I mean, it makes sense that Malcolm comes back for them. But at the same time, I don't know that the episode does enough of the groundwork yeah. to really make that a convincing decision. Maybe a few more episodes in between. This is a version of Malcolm and Simon that are a little closer. Maybe. Yeah, because, you know, like you said, the end of the episode is very much coming down the side of, okay, these people are on the crew now, and Malcolm will defend them to the death pretty much. Mm -hmm. But, and I kind of get that for Book. I think that that was a formative experience, having him get shot and having to go to the Alliance and all this kind of stuff. I think that that was a decision that was made out of a unknown desire to keep Book on the ship. Yeah. And I think that probably surprised Malcolm. But I don't get the sense that because he made the decision to leave them very quickly. He was like, all right, see you later, guys. And then, of course, he comes back and it's like part of the part of the problem, too, I think, is that the episode doesn't it doesn't sell the decision to go back. It doesn't show the decision to go back in an attempt to be a shocking reveal at the end of the episode. And I think that that was the wrong choice, because I think that having Malcolm we don't have to have a lot of scenes about Malcolm internally wrestling with the decision yeah, yeah, to go yeah. back or not. I, you know, we don't need to turn this into some sort of, especially because um, we know he's going to, right. We know he's going to. So maybe that's where that's coming from, but there's just something about it that doesn't quite work dramatically for me, I think. And, and also character yeah. character wise. So fair enough. And yeah, maybe that's why I don't quite like the episode. I think again, all of the river Simon stuff is excellent. You know, that, Mal gets cemented into this position, you know, uh, seeing Shepard book without a shirt was a very surprising uh, joy <laughs> of this episode. Like that scene when he's like after the Alliance patches him up and he has, the, it's like, wow, that, that man works out. Um, good. Wow. Um, I'll be in my bunk. And, um, the other, I mean, maybe the final thing to talk about before we end this episode is the whole idea that there's this like secret town of like kidnappers <laughs> that are like it doesn't. I know, like that. Well, they, yeah, you. It's like, what you could tell the kind of <laughs> story they want to tell. They want to do a hills have eyes kind of scenario, but then and, and maybe but they all seem perfectly well, fine. Well, well, and that's maybe that's why. Like, I feel such a bit of whiplash about that. Town because you know they seem fun and then you realize this is a town like the one from Train Job where it's just a bunch of sick people who have are so outside of the alliance you know as she says you know and, and they don't even need that much it's not even like there is a ridiculous plague like there was in Train Job like these are just people who have accidents that are a little yeah too severe you know that again sometimes people just need a doctor and. You know, they seem like perfectly nice people, and, you know, the woman that's talking to Simon, you know, this is the kind of place where, you know, that might do River some good, and, you know, and, you know, you're just somehow put into your place, you know, and all of this, you know, God puts you in your, you know, all of that stuff is nice, and then suddenly the entire town is, you know, burning them for witches, and the patriarch murdered his, and it's, you know, all these, so it's like, I can't tell what... I guess I can't tell what they wanted me to get out of that experience. So I think it's just let's just it was just a bunch of weird shit we saw at a weird town and we're gonna We have to treat that part of the episode as some sort of Twilight Zone experience, I think. Yeah, and I wish to some degree. It could have been done a little tighter, you know. Yeah, and I think yeah, I mean I I see your point about that. I mean I do think again, like I, I agree with you that the plot of the episode is a little flabby and a little kind of what, but um like I said, I I really I mean, that's what I like I mean 
that's what I really like about shows. I mean, obviously a good <laughs> plot is important and I, I, I appreciate it when a plot is very interesting. No. And there are shows out there that are very plot heavy that I enjoy, but you know, I mean, I think like Breaking Bad for for you know is a perfect example of a show that is very. extremely plot heavy um, and is extremely plot motivated. But all it's of the plot, plot comes is, from character is coming from characters, and so it, there is a little bit of a disconnect in this episode, I think, where the plot and the characters they're not informing each other, but I think that everyone's responses to it, except for Malcolm's decision to go back to save Simon and river comes out of a genuine place. And I think that this is again, the first time that I feel like the show is, is, is doing right by all of these people. And it feels organic to me. So I wasn't, I wasn't excited to watch more firefly after last week, but now I am again, and I'm I'm starting to see why yeah. people responded to this show and why it still has this this cult fan base to yeah. this day. It's interesting. I think both. You know, again, I like last week's episode a little better. You like this one, but I think where this is almost making it sadder because now we're seeing it start to like it's it's like a lawnmower. It's stuttering. It's sort of going, and now it's actually starting to purr. Yeah, yeah. And we are going to see a very nice episode next week. <laughs> Well, we'll reveal which one we're going to be talking about in just a minute. But if you have any thoughts on this episode of Tuning In, please leave a comment on the post for this episode of the podcast at tuninginshow.com. Follow us on social media. Our username is Tuning In Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash trekaboutshow, which don't get confused. That is our other podcast that we have had the Patreon for before we started this one, but it supports both of our podcasts. Yeah, they have the same uh, production staff and talent and everything. Which is me and you. Well, you're the production staff. I'm the talent. And Hank, of course. He's definitely Han- the talent. Hank the dog is an integral part of, of our podcasting <laughs> endeavors. He is, he is reminding us of important things like the importance of taking naps on the couch. He's all stretched out. Listeners, I wish you could see this. Maybe I'll put a picture of Hank on this post. If you give, oh my God, that could be a Patreon. Uh, oh yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, please go to patreon.com slash track about show if you would like to support our podcast endeavors with a little bit of your money. Or a lot of your money. Or a lot. And finally, please leave us a positive iTunes review for tuning in. Next week, we're going to be talking about the Firefly episode, Our Mrs. Reynolds, which features one of my favorite actresses from a little show called Mad Men. It's Elizabeth Moss. Yes, it is. Mac, why do you...